Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the Women of Golf show. I'm Ted Rico, and right alongside of course each and every week is none other than Legends Tour player and LPGA professional Cindy Miller and we are the hosts of the Women of Golf show. Good morning Cindy. Good morning Ted. How are you doing this morning Cindy? You're still in Buffalo? I am in Buffalo. It's sunny and 75. Perfect weather. Perfect. That's exactly right. Perfect weather to uh, get out on the golf course and and uh, and help some uh, some others learn this uh, wonderful game. All right, Cindy. Before we start, let me just remind everybody. Of course, we are live uh, every Tuesday morning from nine to ten a.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time here on the BlogTalkRadio.com network. And of course, uh, best way to find us is go to BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Women of Golf. <coughs> Pardon me, or just uh, type in Women of Golf up in the search key, and that will take you front and center each and every week. Uh, you can also just scroll down to the on-demand section if you're not able to join us live, and uh, you can find all of the previously aired shows, including today's, uh, will be there in their entirety, so you can listen to it uh, on the recorded version. Uh, you can also check us out at iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, and TuneIn.com as well. Uh, again, just type in Women of Golf, and uh, you'll find us there on any of those social media platforms. And, of course, uh, we always update the show on many of the social media platforms, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and, of course, uh, LinkedIn as well. Uh, we post every week just to let you know who's going to be coming up and on the show. Uh, you're also welcome to call in and speak to uh, either Cindy or I or both uh, or any of our guests during the live broadcast, and you can do so by calling area code 347-945-5855. And if you want to uh, send us any comments or questions about the show, or maybe if you're somebody in the golf industry, uh, not necessarily have to be a teacher professional. Maybe you're somebody that's got a great product or service uh, that helps uh, complement the uh, golf industry. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to either Cindy or I, and our emails are as follows, Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com, and mine is Ted.GolfTalkLive at gmail.com. We've got a great show for you this morning. Uh, Zach Sapanek, the Tourist Media Relations official, is going to be joining us here in just a moment, uh, giving us a, a little bit of an update on what's happening uh, for the remainder of the uh, Symmetra Tour season. And then a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by Tammy Borden, Director of Operations for the LPGA's Teaching and Club Professional. She's going to be joining us on the second half of the show. But, Cindy, let's uh, bring on our first guest uh, and actually welcome back, Zach Sapanek. Hey, good guys. Morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning, Cindy. All right, good. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a little bit better, Zach. That's sounding uh, better. I had a little technical issue earlier, but um, thanks for coming back in. Um, Cindy, let me just start off real quick and, and just to uh, get things rolling here. Um, Zach, I think probably the, the first thing is let's, uh, let's talk about, I think there's, I believe there's eight tournaments left uh, in the Symmetra Tour schedule for the season. 
Um, maybe tell us a little bit about what's coming up and uh, how the season's been going so far. Yeah, I mean, season's been great. We've had uh, some some real a real mix of of winners from veterans like Stephanie Kono, who you've talked to, Kendall Dye, uh, who you talked with last week, to to rookies like Mooney He and Unjung Sung. So there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of great golf played by a lot of players ranging in from their rookie year to some some have been out here for almost a decade so you have a, a large range of players that have really cemented their place in in uh, 2018 symmetric tour history and then like you said ted eight tournaments left so we get it started this week with the phc classic at brown deer park golf course uh, just outside milwaukee wisconsin this friday through sunday um I'm not sure if you're too familiar with Brown Deer Park Golf Course, but it's actually where Tiger Woods announced he was turning pro and made his professional debut mm-hmm. at the Greater Milwaukee Open. Um, it's hosted mm-hmm. um, the Greater Milwaukee Open uh, as well as um, several other PGA tournaments. been under several other names um, for several years on the PGA Tour. So some rich history in Milwaukee, uh, rich professional golf history, and the Symmetra Tour continues that with the fourth playing of, of this event. So 156 players this week, 54 holes, um, $100,000 purse, um, and, and maybe the biggest prize of them all, not necessarily the purse, is that the top two finishers this week earn entry into the final major of the LPGA Tour season, the 2018 Evian Championship. So um, just talking with the girls and knowing the buzz around the tournament, uh, I think you get a lot greater sense that that is the prize worth holding at the end of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot at stake uh, besides the win for for this tournament. That's that's great. Um, Cindy, do you have any? Uh, you have a question or two for for Zach? What is the buzz around the range, if you will? Do you see people nervous? Do you see people working more diligently now that the, the season's winding down and the top ten finishers of the tour get exempt status on the LPGA Tour next year? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll, I think at this point in the season, you've kind of – you you have that group that separated themselves a little bit. You know, you got – you got your top ten, but I would say I would say uh, out of any year, this is a top ten that's ever fluctuating, um, especially in the seven to ten range. You know, you have Dottie Ardina at one, Stephanie Meadow at two, Jenny Haglin at three, Easy Gobs at four. Elizabeth Soko climbed the ranks from seven to five after her performance uh, in in Albany a couple of weeks ago. So you have a top five who's been there and, and is kind of battle tested, I would say this year and seems to have cemented themselves as probably the ones that everybody should be chasing. Um, but from there, you, you've got names that, you know, you have winners, but winners that have also some, some left to prove. So yeah, I would say definitely just standing out on the range and talking to, talking to the ladies. There's a, definitely a sense of now's the time to really chase, chase, what you know, what their dreams are all about, and it's a good time to do that with the PhD Classic. And uh, next week we have the Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship in Battle Creek, Michigan. 
Um, and then after that is a, is a probably one of the uh, one of the top, our top three events in terms of purse size, the Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge, um, and South Dakota. That's a purse of two hundred ten thousand dollars. And then from there you'll have uh, a stop in Garden City, Kansas, Eldorado, Eldorado, Arkansas, Prattville, Alabama, and Longwood, Florida before the Symmetra Tour Championship concludes with the biggest purse of the year at two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. So you have some purses that'll make or break. Um, down the stretch, especially this continued stretch of of events to end the season with um, with, with six in a row at, at the end of the year. So, but you also have, like I said, the Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge and Symmetra Tour Championship that can really alter um, a top ten, including if you have someone sitting in the top twenty just outside that maybe has a great performance at one of those tournaments and jumps up into the top ten kind of sneakily. So, yeah, there's definitely that sense of now's the time to, to push and now's the time to, to really get going and, and make a run at it. Um, but I think you also have, we've talked about this before, Q series. Um, it really, the top from 11 through 30, they will get exempt in the Q series. Um, so there's there's that also that sense of uh, that range as well. You get, you get all your, all the ladies are pushing for that top 10, obviously, but there's, there's plenty who have kind of maybe said, Hey, I'm sitting in the, in the 70 to 100 range right now. And if I can have a few good tournaments, maybe not necessarily win, but if I can have a few good tournaments and some good showings down the stretch, I could sneak up into that top 30 as well. So yeah, we have a great, there's a great sense of urgency, I think for the final eight, eight events, but um, not only from, I would say maybe your one to 50 range, but also from your 51 to 100 range of, do I get that? Can I find a way into that top 10 or can I find a way into that top 30 to get exempt in the Q series? Can you explain wow. what Q of... series is? Because the Q school has changed so much over the last few years. So I know there used to be stage one, stage two, and final. Can you explain what you mean by the top 30 and the Q series? Yeah, sure thing. So Q series is is a new addition to just the overall LPGA qualifying scheme, and uh, you still have stage one, you still have stage two. Those things aren't changing one bit. Um, but from from the change that you mentioned, Q series is now a cumulative <laughs> eight round um, structure at Pinehurst Resort. It will take place our 22nd through November 3rd. Um, and like I said, players will go through stage one. They'll go through stage two, but there will be more of an emphasis on, on the Q series. And it will be harder for players to get from Q2 into Q series because of the amount of players that are going to be already exempt into Q series. So you'll have your um, top the top 45 finishers and ties will re- re- eventually receive LPGA membership next year at Q series, but who will fill the field at Q series um, will includes, includes the following. So you'll have players from numbers one through 101 to 150 and ties on the current year LPGA official money list. They are exempt in the Q series as well as players from numbers 11 through 30 and ties on the Symmetra tour official money list. So there's a large chunk of players already in the final Q series field based on their position on the LPGA and Symmetra Tour money list, uh, respectively. And then a maximum of 10 spots will go to players in the top 75 on the Rolex Women's World Golf Rankings, not in that um, those categories I mentioned before. 
And then the top five collegiate players in the country, according to Golf Week, they'll also be exempt. And then from there, to round out the field, whatever's left, a select number of players from Stage 2 will get into Q Series. So, obviously, Q, Q1 and Q2, there's a way to get into Q Series by going that route. But at the same time, it also puts an emphasis on, on getting getting Symmetra Tour status um, and coming out here. And it puts a greater emphasis on the competition of the Symmetra Tour, I believe, from making girls come out here and get, get status, compete year-round on the tour, um, and see how they perform. And, you know, based on how they perform, you can work your way into Q Series. And then obviously, then you, you're going to have plenty of names uh, on the LPGA official money list that have maybe played Symmetra Tour before or names that aren't maybe necessarily used to coming back into uh, a, a situation where they're fighting to earn back their card when in the numbers one through one, 101 to 150 range. So it's going to be a, a great test, and I think it puts a, a greater emphasis on the Symmetra Tour in terms of, uh, exposure and also getting to that next level of the LPGA. A lot of people are are going to eventually going to see that Symmetra Tour is the way to go, so that they don't have to go from Q1 to Q2 and then sweat it out and see if they can get into Q Series based on the number of players that are won't or that do fill the field. How much are remaining from Q2 that can advance? So wow. let me just ask a question. Is the Q series the final stage useful in a day round? Yeah, so so Q series replaces the final stage. So with the final stage Got was it. a five round tournament. Four it was four rounds and then a cut and then you had your final round. Now you have eight total rounds. <clears throat> the first four rounds will be played on um Pinehurst number six from 20, October twenty fourth through twenty seventh. And then the scores that everybody has through those four rounds get transferred over to Pinehurst course number seven from October 31 to November 3. So everything that you're doing, you may have a bad round on Pinehurst course number six, but if you can make up for that, slowly fight your way back into the mix, and then you have another four rounds to turn things around. And and, and it makes it more of a marathon instead of a sprint to the finish that maybe final stage kind of felt like, and you, and you really get a, you're going to, you're truly going to get your top 45 players that deserve to be uh, making their names on the LPGA next year. After the first Hmm. four rounds, what, what do you cut to? There is no cut. There is no cut. Oh, wow. So everybody plays, everybody competes, everybody battles. I mean, I, I remember uh, just when I started in October last year, Q2 was my first event. And um, so final stage was one of, one of my, one of my final events just of last year. And um, just, I mean, the fierce competition that goes on with that, the, the mental focus <laughs> that every player exerts is, is unbelievable. And this, I think only is going to elevate it because it'll elevate it, but also, take it back just a little bit because you you have that sense of it's not necessarily a sense of urgency right from round one where you stepped on the course and if you had a bad day in round one you immediately felt like you had to make up for that in round two and round three because come round four you're going to be floating around the cut line 
Now you have that sense of if I have a bad day in round one, I have seven more rounds to completely to make up for maybe an off day that I had to start off MQ series. So you, obviously Absolutely. you're going to have that. Yeah, you're going to have that um, sense of urgency, but you're also going to have that maybe. I think you're. It's going to allow players to play a little more loose, and you're going to be able to see some better golf in the sense that they're not going to be scrapping for their lives at every every turn and every new tee. So, and there's also a $150,000 purse um, that will be distributed at the event's completion. So, that'll be courtesy of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, the uh, title sponsor. And one more question, and then Ted, go ahead. Um, the total field for Q series is 144 or 156? Uh, the total field, I, I think that's just determined based off the number of players. I want to say 156. I'm looking for it here in my notes. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but... Well, they only catch it um, in the daylight savings time to get all those girls yeah. through if they're all playing on the same course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, on the PGA Tour, they in the when it's not daylight savings time, they only have a field of 144, and then it changes to 156. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so there'll be, um, I mean, there's I, I want to say it's going to be a, around a 156 field, but that's that's me. If that's Not me trying to remember the number, yeah. All right, Ted, go ahead. Um, yeah, um, thanks, uh, Zach. I, I just wanted to sort of follow up a little bit on on some of that discussion. Uh, a couple of things. Um, obviously, a, a lot of these young ladies. Uh, it, what an interesting series. I, I like the you know the the option or the the availability for them to compete for those eight rounds and, and really obviously there's always going to be pressure when you're trying to get your card, but uh, this gives them a little bit more breathing room, I think. Um, but a, a couple of questions I wanted to ask you first off uh, for those symmetric players that get into that top fr- from 11 to 30 spot, don't make the top. T- um, obviously get an opportunity to go into the Q, Q series. Um, if for some reason they don't earn their, uh, LPJ card for next season. Um, are they still? Do they still have status on the Symmetra Tour, or or what happens there? Yeah, once you go through Q two, you get Symmetra Tour status. So okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, one if people are exempt in the Q series, they'll have they'll regain their Symmetra status. Anybody who goes to Q series will have Symmetra Tour status. It just is a matter from there of who gets those top spots go to the LPGA and then the rest will kind of unfold into uh into Symmetra Tour. Hi, Cindy. I apologize, uh, everyone, for that. Uh, we had a, a brief power outage, so I apologize. Uh, I was able to uh, to get things corrected here, um, so I apologize for that uh, for that brief interruption. 
Um, let me just bring Zach on board as well. Hey, Zach, I'm sorry about that. We had a, a as I was just explaining, uh, yeah, we had a, a bit of a power uh, surge here. Are you there? I can hear Cindy. All right, let's try that one more one more time. My apologies again. I'm not sure. I don't know whether they're maybe doing some work in the area. But um, anyways, as I, as I said, Zach, before we uh, um, have any further issues, let me just ask you my next question, and that is mm-hmm. um, once the players um, get into that uh, final stage and obviously um, – you know, earn their earn their um, LPGA card. Obviously, they they move on. Um, but what I wanted to ask you is, obviously, there's a lot of competition, as as you mentioned in that. What's some of the the uh, the concerns and the feedback that you get? Because you obviously get a chance to talk with a lot of the uh, the young ladies on the Symmetra Tour. What's some of their biggest anxiety about going through this Q series? I think uh, I, I think just the the cutthroat nature of it, I guess, because um, in the past you've there's been a bigger representation of players from the second stage into the final stage. Um, there's been a larger group of players that have qualified and funneled from Q2 to the final stage. So I think that. Uh, that is maybe the biggest concern of, of players that aren't inside that top 30 and are really fighting for that top 30 spot this year. Um, whereas in the past, there's been players that have understood that they can go to Q2 and they can probably make it to final stage with a good showing because we had the top, I want to say 80 players and ties sneak into the final stage. So, now you have such a, a smaller window of opportunity. And um, like I said earlier, though, it goes back to just you have to compete each week and you have to play your best out here. And it puts a, it puts a greater emphasis on the players who are um, really deserving and playing well and who are at the, at the top of their game. Um, sometimes, sometimes that happens to be at the top of their game at the right time, but, in, in this sense, in this broadened sense now, it, it creates a, a lasting, they're at the top of their game, um, and they've been at the top of their game for, for a while now. So I would say that's probably where maybe the most anxiety lies. It's just that, that lack of um, big numbers that transition from Q2 to Q series and uh, the, the battle for a top 30 spot I think is going to be might even be greater than the battle for the top 10. Wow. 
Now you see you see a lot of the players too, Zach. Um, you know, each week as you're at the tournaments, is there one player that sort of stands out that you've seen kind of the most improvement? Maybe they're not necessarily in the top uh, ten uh, racing for the card this year, but um, you've seen the most improvement throughout the season so far. Is there any one player, or maybe even two players that sort of stand out? Yeah, I would say Stephanie Kono really stands out. She went from. Uh, you, she shared. You guys talked with her, I think, a couple weeks ago, um, and yes. she shared her story yes. about just the many injuries she's dealt with, and how <clears throat> six months ago, when she won in French Lick last month, how six months prior she couldn't even move part of her parts of her body because of an injury, and I think just her, her newfound success has has instilled a confidence in her that has allowed her to kind of find her footing and, and find a, a belief and a um, kind of profound sense of, of I can do this. And I think she's, she's been one that's kind of, she's gone from not necessarily irrelevant, but one that you didn't really hear of much to begin the season to one who's, who's now making a case to, to get back to the LPGA. Um, I would say she's definitely one that stands out. And then Stephanie Meadows won who uh, you you can't – there's nothing you can hide behind the numbers. She has seven top tens. She has a victory this year. She has um, – she has the uh, – let's see here. She has 26 of her 38 rounds this year are under par, um, which is – which blows away the rest of the field in terms of total number of rounds under par. 26 is, is – unimaginable for a lot for a lot of players at this point in the season um so a testament to her consistency and what she's been through in her life um you've um, you've talked to her earlier this year just with losing her dad a a couple of years ago and and then an injury that forced her out all of last year to where she lost her status on the LPGA tour and, and now uh, has come out here and really made a statement in terms of where she wants to be next year. I don't think it's any secret that uh, her number one objective is to be making an impact in the LP on the LPGA tour next season. So I think those are two names that definitely stand out. One that's kind of been there and another one that's kind of refinding her footing, if you will. Right. Well said. Um, well, Zach, we want to thank you for, for popping in this morning. And, uh, again, I apologize for uh, the, the glitch here. Um, oh, no worries. I appreciate you coming in and, and, yeah, and giving us an update. And we look forward to uh, speaking with next week's winner uh, here on the Women of Golf Show. Thanks for joining Cindy and I this morning. Yeah, thanks. No problem. It was a good time, as always. And, yeah, we'll get you a THC Classic champion next week. Thanks, Zach. Have Perfect. a great day. Thanks, thanks guys. All right, that was Zach Sapanek, uh the uh, um, media and um, public relations official from the Symmetra Tour, uh, joining us this morning. And again, I apologize for a little bit of a glitch, uh, technical glitch, but I think uh, everything seems to be fine now. Um, all right, so now I'm going to introduce our next guest because I see she's very patiently uh, waiting in the wings. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Tammy Borden. She's the director of operations for the LPGA's Teaching and Club Professionals. And uh, she was uh, transplanted to the Ormond uh, Beach area from outside uh, Philadelphia back in 1981. Uh, you could say that she is the closest thing to being a local beside the actual people who were born here. 
during college, she worked mainly in hospitality, specifically in hotel operations, and graduated uh, in 2000 from the University of Central Florida with a bachelor's in business management and administration. Uh, she wanted to refocus her career path, and in summer of 2001, she stumbled across something that uh, at the time she did not know uh, that this was going to be her true passion, but uh, a job at the Ladies Professional Golf Association, or LPJ for short, uh, hired as the Teaching and Club Professionals Member Services Assistant. She quickly realized that her job was all about the members uh, all the time. Uh, whether her focus was on events or certification, she became to find her true talent was in operations and event management. Uh, she has slowly evolved in her 17 years at the LPJ as the Director of Operations, as I mentioned, for uh, teachers and club professional. Uh, overseeing all aspects of the department. And sort of an interesting side note, one of her major, major personal compli- uh, accomplishments uh, resulting uh, at her job at the LPJ was that she met her husband through a co-worker and now has two beautiful boys who are 9 and 12. So, Cindy, let's welcome our very special guest uh, on the second half of the show, Tammy Borden. Good you. morning. Hi, Cindy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this, but Tammy's my mommy. <laughs> it's very scary that she calls me that, just so everybody knows. Yeah, because I could be her mother, but Tammy takes care of me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Cindy, you go ahead and start things off then. So... Thanks for joining us. I hope you're having a great day down there. It's pouring in Buffalo right now, so forgive me. And we're on our way to teach an elite high school class. Yeah, no, it's actually nice in Florida for once in a while, everybody. Uh, It's actually sunny and no rain for the last couple of days, so it's really nice down here. But we're getting ready for our LPGA teaching class. Club Professional National Championship, which is our premier event. We're at Pinehurst number 8 at the end of August. I know Cindy is playing and bringing a Pro-Am team, as she always does. So, um, And I do take care of more than Cindy. We have over 1,700 teaching club professional members, um, and we're all over the world now. We're in 25 different countries. We actually have a level one program um, going on in Korea in our LPGA Asia section, which is half Korean members, half Japanese members. It started um, yesterday. Oh, wow. Yes, so we've expanded a lot in the last uh, five to six years uh, under the direction of uh, Nancy Henderson, our Chief Teaching Officer, and Mr. Michael Wan, our LPGA Commissioner. Very good. Ted, I know you have a question. Um, oh, oh I, I've got lots of questions. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. I, I want to just... Uh, yeah, I want to just uh, ask you um, a couple of questions here. And, and obviously, you know, most people when they hear uh, about uh, golf, they think of, of course, uh, the players and obviously teaching mm-hmm. professionals. Um, but what goes on behind the scenes um, that really help make an organization like the LPJ successful? What goes on that, that people don't know about the LPJ that, that's helped to make them a successful brand? I think it's our passion for the game of golf. I mean, anybody in the golf industry is just trying to uh, leave the game better than they found it in our organization specifically. Um, The LPGA um, 
uh, it's a motto we have. It's called Act Like a Founder. Um, the LPGA staff um, came up with that about six years ago, and we um, live every day like a founder. Thirteen great women founded this organization, and they did a lot to keep it going, especially after a babe Dietrichson Say Harris passed away. I mean, they set the golf course, yeah. they paid out their purses, they did all that. So we run this organization like a family, and um, we keep it going um, based on that. And Mike is very passionate about what we do in the LPGA, especially on the teaching club professional side, and that's how our expansion has uh, gone into Asia. And um, that's where I think we um, – make the biggest difference is our passion for golf and leaving the game better than we found it. Yeah. And, and Mike, uh, Juan, by the way, as you mentioned, the commissioner of the LPJ is very hands-on. Uh, you know, we always hear when uh, we've had a lot of the uh, other executives from the LPJ come on the show, we've had a yeah. number of them over the, the years that seen, I've been doing this and they always have, something very very positive to say um unsolicited by by fact but um very something very positive to say about his hands-on approach uh he gets right in there and, and sort of gets his his hands dirty if you will uh with everybody else there and i think that's a testament to uh to his leadership it, it is absolutely true i mean he travels an awful lot but when he's in the office he makes it a very <clears throat> big point to walk around the office and say hi to everybody and he does do that when he's in the office. Um, he, I'm sure you've heard this. He gives us all nicknames. So um, he, he walks around and says morning to us all and uses our nicknames 90% of the time. So it's, it's, it's uh, great to be working in an organization. And I've been in an or- this organization for quite some time. So, And uh, Mike has really elevated uh, the LPGA to the level that we're at now. And, and your nickname is? Philly. I am originally from Philadelphia, as you said earlier, and when he first started working for the organization, we had hockey bets going on um, because I'm a big hockey fan, and so is he. So uh, we we were mm -hmm, Philly. Yeah. (laughs) Let me just, Cindy, let me just ask one more question. I'll throw it back to you. Um, Tammy, obviously, in any organization, including the LPGA, there's always – uh, you know, you're juggling so many things. You've got issues with players and, and things that need to be handled there, uh, tournaments, events to organize, and then, of course, you've got the, mm-hmm. the uh, teaching and club professional division as well. So there's a lot of pressures in, in uh, that type of job, especially with an organization as big as the LPJ. What do you guys mm-hmm. do for fun? How do you keep things fun and, and upbeat and uplifting, even through some of those difficult times where there's a lot of pressure on you? Well, tell you the truth, we um, our motto in under Nancy is we work hard, but we play harder. Um, we we like to go and some of our staff went to a local baseball game around here. I mean, I spent a lot of time with my family, um, my boys and my husband. Um, but you know, you have to separate yourself. I mean, I am very accessible, as Cindy knows. Um, however, you know, some days you have to just turn that phone off and, and do things for yourself. And I think that keeps a balance for all of us because we are at a, such a high demand because we're supporting such a great organization. Yeah, well said. Um, Cindy, go ahead. What are the last-minute things you need to do 
here for the LPGA National Teaching and Club Professional Championships? Right now, um, we're just finalizing the field. We're up to 135 participants, Cindy. Um, <laughs> so we're finalizing a few things for some of the participants that signed up by our deadline date on Friday. Um, we actually uh, drive a Penske truck to North Carolina, which is a nine-hour trip. So next, uh, in two weeks from today, we'll be loading that truck and driving to North Carolina to set up that event. Um, so just finalizing last-minute details, printing things, making sure we have all of our ducks in a row, uh, finalizing, you know, water, bananas, you know, the operation stuff, um, that, that kind of thing. Uh, volunteers, I have a volunteer call here in about 20 minutes with our volunteer chair to make sure everything is uh, good on the end of the tournament. You know, operations, is it's a lot of moving parts. I've been doing it for 17 years now, so I, I basically have checklists in my head. Um, but um, it's, a, it's one of my favorite parts of my job is the national championship. Why? I just like seeing – well, one of my – actually, the favorite part is seeing you guys, uh, seeing the members. Um, I do pride myself in knowing the members by name just about for all these years I've been doing it. Um, and just to, just to make an event happen. And I'm really excited that our event has elevated um, to the top eight in the championship division, get exemption in the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, and we also now have exemptions into the LPGA Senior Championship through our TNCP National Championship. The top five of the senior division and the top ten in the championship division that are over 50 get exemptions into the LPGA Tour events. So our LPGA members, teachers, are teaching every day, but they like to play still, too. So I, I love that we give those opportunities to our members. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Tammy, let me ask you uh, just another question here. Sure. Um, you know, we all most most people, I think, understand. Uh, you know, if you want to play professional golf, they kind of understand uh, the ropes, if you will, of how to go about doing that. But uh, right. there may be some that might be tuning into the show this morning that uh, might think of of uh, getting in the teaching side of things. So. For women, sure. for women out there thinking of becoming an LPGA teacher professional, what do they need to know? Um, basically, um, we have uh, our education program, our, our teacher education program is uh, something you can go to and look online. It's three levels of uh, education. Um, when you apply for membership, of course, you lose your amateur status, which a lot of people don't know when you apply to a professional organization like the LPGA or the PGA. You lose your amateur status. And, um, but it, our education program is so student-centered and, and such a unique model comparatively um, that if you do want to teach golf, um, I believe that we have the best education um, out there. And um, you are – Manager of Education, Gwen Checo, she's also a teaching club professional member. She runs our program, and um, it's just – our education is based on the progression of a, a golf lesson. So it teaches you communication. It teaches you about equipment and, and loft and lie and, and all those things that go into it. But we do it on in a way that we're – it's about the student – not about the teacher. So our, that's one of the um, uniqueness about our teachers, Cindy specifically. Um, all of them are about 
you the student and making you better not um, and helping you with your game so it's very easy to go on lpga.com to our teaching yeah, professional Cindy. page <laughs> to look at our education program and or call right right exactly um, and and you you hit it right on the head Cindy's a, a great example of obviously Cindy uh, plays as well uh, on the L has played on the LPGA and of course the Legends Tour, uh, but she also really epitomizes uh, what a true um, uh, teacher professional is as well with all of her uh, many uh, years of hard work and and uh, helping to grow this game. Um, Cindy, let me ask you. Obviously, um, you you kind of uh, alluded to the beginning. Uh, obviously, you have a close relationship with Tammy and, and enjoy. Uh, <laughs> what 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 do you? <laughs> I mean, you're calling her moms, so there must be something there. Um, but, Cindy, what do you see uh, and understand how important of a role for you as a teaching professional is somebody uh, like having somebody like Tammy on board, uh, the LPGA organization? How important uh, does that relationship need to be for you as a teaching professional? Well, it makes all the difference in the world. The, the LPGA culture in the building, when you walk in, you get a sense that everyone likes being there. So it's not yeah. like a normal, I don't want to say normal, because hopefully it's not normal, but the feeling you get is this culture is awesome. People are passionate about being there. They're grateful they have a job. They love what they do. They are open and they communicate with each other, which starts with, Mike, Juan, of course, but it trickles down to Nancy Henderson and Nancy down to Tammy, Tammy down to all the other girls, Gwen and, and, you know, Brittany and everybody else that works there, that they all communicate, they know what's going on, and you can count on them to know the answers to things. Because sometimes, you know, we're all busy right. working, they're all busy running 40 different things at the same time, you know, the education program going on in Korea and the you know, they're spinning plates as we are, and Tammy is just someone that knows what's going on, and I can text Tammy. You know, I shouldn't say that on the radio because now everybody's going to bother her, but um, <laughs> and she just knows what's going on, and she answers you, so, which is great. And the other thing is that we're, we're a lot alike. We're both control freaks, and we need to know what's going on, which makes it even better. But... Um, <laughs> So, Tammy, thank you. I appreciate you and Nancy and everything, everybody down there and everything you do for all of us. Oh, Cindy, it's my pleasure. Um, my uh, just so you, my my husband teases me. He always says, if we win the lotto, he says I would go to work the next day um, because I do love my job. I, I truly, I've and, never woke up in the morning and said, Ugh, I just don't feel like going to work today. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell. So thank you. Well, let me just say for those of you tuning into the show that at, at the end of the program, we will give out Tammy's number so that you can all text her with any questions or concerns <laughs> that you may have. So any of you teaching and club professionals out there that uh, maybe want to get a hold of Tammy direct, we'll give out her number at the end of the show. Um, Tammy, let me just... <laughs> Um, that was that was good, Cindy. I like that. Um, let me just uh, ask you a question, since since you actually sort of opened the door, uh, as I mentioned oh, I in, the, in the early opening uh, comments, uh, you you mentioned your husband. 
Uh, yeah. And according to uh, in your bio, you actually met through a coworker there. Uh, obviously, yes. you don't have to get into all the details, but just give us a little <laughs> bit of, of uh, a leeway as to how that came about. Um, well, I've been with LPGA longer than him. I met him 15 years ago. So a coworker, um, her husband worked with my husband, and they were friends. And my girlfriend that I worked with said, hey, there's this guy you've got to meet. And I'm like going, okay. And um, and she described him, and I know I'm saying this on the radio, and he'll probably kill me. I, he was described as uh, he looked like Toby Keith and a cross between him and The Undertaker, The Wrestler. Um, which scared me a little bit. Um, it's just that he's six foot four. He's a big guy, and um, and I still went to right. the party to meet him. So um, and that was 15 years ago, and we've been married for 13 now. And so he is uh, basically my boys have 1,700 aunts because they've watched me meet my husband, get married be pregnant with both my boys. So when they travel with me every once in a while, they definitely have a lot of support through the membership as well as I do. Perfect. What a great, uh, a great uh, bonus, if you will, being a part of the LBJ organization that uh, you're able to, uh, to meet your, your husband and that um, very, thank you for sharing that story. Um, mm-hmm. So as, as you, as you get into sort of mid-season here, if you will, yeah. uh, and you're, you're coming to, of course, the, the last um, major of the LPGA, um, mm-hmm. what's the focus now? Uh, obviously, you want to finish strong for the season and get ready for next season. Is that generally what you guys are doing now? Yeah, well, on the TGN Club professional side, we get a little bit more focused towards the end of the year because we have our two biggest events at the end of the year. On the tour side, yeah, they're very, very busy. Um, uh with the last couple events and the last uh, major and going into the final swing of the season. Um, it's just uh, it's a busy time for all of us. The summer is probably one of the busiest times, but we really don't have an off season at the LPGA. People don't realize that um, when we're like over the holidays for Christmas, that's really the time where we all need to recharge our batteries and like not look at your phones and no offense to Cindy, not answer those texts that you get over the holidays <laughs> to just recharge um, a little bit, or you bring yourself out. Um, everybody in this organization works so hard during the year to make sure that everybody does well, um, that we just need that recharge because it, it's such a focus for us to make sure all the ladies on all sides, the Taurus, Symmetra, Teaching Club Professional, now our Amateur Golf Association, our amateur arm of the LPGA, the former EWGA, and our Girls Golf Program. We have a lot of moving parts and a lot of things going on, but um, it's it's such a great organization, like I said, and, and we just work real hard to make sure everybody is in the right spot. Yeah, and, you know, it is such a well-oiled machine, the LPGA. I mean, there are so many moving parts, Tammy, as you mentioned, and it is difficult to, you know, to have to make sure that everything runs smoothly. So it is a testament mm-hmm. to uh, not only Michael, but all of you as well at the LPGA organization for doing such a fantastic job. Uh, you, you guys really are a leader in the industry as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Cindy, any final thoughts or questions that you might have for Tammy before we uh, we let her go? I'm good to go. I just uh, I appreciate everything you do, and um, 
she mentioned, you know, it's not really the end of the year because we've got our regional conference coming up in September. Yep, September. And then we've got the uh, national team championship in December. So, yes. I and, and the other thing is I don't think I've ever texted you over Christmas because I don't want to talk to you then either. I need to recharge my battery. So, not that I don't love you, but, but we all need downtime and just to go in hiding. Exactly. Yes. So true. Well, Tammy, we want to thank you for, for joining us this morning. Um, and uh, we know that you've got lots of uh, great things uh, going on at the LPJ, and I know you've got to get back to work. So we appreciate you taking some time this morning and hope you'll come back and, and join us uh, on a future show and we can uh, maybe talk about uh, some other things as well. And, and um, thank you for doing such a great job at the LPJ and keep up the great work. And, and Absolutely. Uh, uh, again, we thank you. Yeah, we thank you for joining us. No, thank you both. Take care. Have a good day. You're welcome, Sam. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. That was Tammy Borden, um, Director of Operations for the LPJ's Teaching and Club Professional Division. Uh, Boy, really uh, just a great upbeat. You can, again, I I hate to, you know, sound like a broken record here repeating it, but. you know, it really is a testament to the organization. You know, everybody that's come on from the LPJ, uh, not just the players and the teacher pros and things like that, but many of the staff that work there are, are always very upbeat and very excited to be part of uh, a great team. So it is a testament to uh, to that organization for, for doing a great job. Sure is. All right. Well, we want to thank uh, all of you uh, for joining us this morning, and I know, Cindy, you've got to go, so uh, we're going to close out a few minutes earlier this morning, but we want to thank, again, our very special guest, uh, Zach Sapanek, uh, Spencer Tours Media and Public Relations official, for joining us for a few moments this morning, and again, my uh, apologies for uh, the uh, earlier glitch, um, but uh, things seem to have ironed out well, and also for Tammy Borden, again, Director of Operations for the LPJ Teaching and Club Professionals. Uh, and on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, I'm Ted Odorico. We want to thank you for joining us uh, this morning again on the program. We look forward to uh, bringing uh, the winner, of course, of the Symmetric Tour event this week uh, on next week's show and another great, uh, interesting guest to follow. So thanks for joining us, everybody, and be sure to tune in to the Women of Golf show next week. God bless and have a great weekend. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.